perfect. There we go. Hitting the record button. Let's try that again. Coming to you live. Now, um, Edward Alexander Crowley, who later went by the name of Alistair Crowley, born in October 1875, died uh, 1st of December 1947. This is the art. This is the uh, Wikipedia article, and uh, just some of the information I'm going to pull from it. Uh, he was an English occultist, philosopher, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. And you would say, why does he need to be a mountaineer? Um, it has everything to do with something that I found out um, yesterday. And um, even on my day off yesterday, we shut the office down. I stayed home yesterday. But even at home yesterday, I'm studying. And um, I was reading this, this article about him and um, the things that he did and so on. And I thought, well, this would be a good PMO. But... Um, why was he a mountaineer? And it has to do with, let me see if I can put something on the screen for you, for you to look at. That's right. Um, come on, get up there, do it right. Images.google.com. Um, okay, here we do. Axis Moon D. Axis Mundi, um, get a load of this, okay? This, and believe it or not, this is important. Here, the Axis Mundi is referred to as uh, like the navel of the earth or the center of the earth, Um and it it is the access to <clears throat> heaven and also to the lower worlds sometimes it is rendered as a tree like in here uh you have the um axis mundi the navel of the earth like the belly button of the earth, the center of the earth, and the place at which heaven and earth connect. Now, can you think of some scripture in the back of your mind where something from heaven connects with something on the earth? Now, before you say Genesis 6, before you say that, I didn't say it had to be evil. Jesus Christ came down from heaven to join us who are heavenly minded with him who is heaven itself for all of eternity. 
I mean, that's what 1 Thessalonians 4 and, and uh, 1 Corinthians 15 were saying. That we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So that's what it means. Now, can you think of a story in the Bible where somebody was, they went to sleep and all of a sudden they were dreaming. And they were dreaming that something from heaven lowered down to the earth. And you have angels coming down and going back up and coming down and going back up. That right there is an axis mundi. It is a connection or a joining together with the heavenly realm and the earthly realm. And like I said... We have the illustration in the scripture of Christ who is the one who will descend down from heaven to earth once again. We shall meet him in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, somebody say amen. I can't do it because my iPad's not ready yet. But say amen, because that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. However, for every good and holy and, and rightful work that God has, the devil's got a different stupid one. Uh, let's see here. Here's... Here's a picture of the Axis Mundi. Integre nature speculum artistic imago. I don't know what that means. But I recognize here the four letters of the Tetragrammaton. yod Hey va Hey. They actually believe that they're going to connect man through a goddess, are you catching this? Through a goddess, and we will be one with God. So, does that make you understand a little bit more about why the Roman Catholic system has to worship Mary in exactly a certain way. They revere Mary. They worship her. Don't, don't let any Catholic tell you, we don't worship Mary. That's silly. We, we revere her, and we pray to her, statue and stuff. But we don't, <laughs> we don't worship her. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what you just said, though. You worship Mary. And I want you to think about that. Mary is considered in the other 
uh, let's see, the, the other religious uh, doctrines and teachings that were around at the, uh, the beginning of the 20th century on through the 20th century, now into the 21st century, all of those religions basically had the, uh, the gateway to heaven or a way to heaven as being this woman. Um, I read for you a book. Uh, it's been a while. Christina's working on the book now. She's typing up all the relevant uh, speeches and things that um, I can't. Chris Bledsoe had, and when he finally got to a place where he believed he saw this bull running toward him and it was basically going to run over him and kill him. And he didn't really understand. He didn't know where to, where to turn, where to go. All of a sudden, a lady dressed in white, blonde hair. Um, I don't know exactly how she did it, but she stopped the bull from running into Chris Bledsoe. And now Chris Bledsoe is going to pay homage to this woman. And he's going to call her the lady. He's going to call her the, the redeemer. That basically she's the savior. And later on when she appeared to him, um, to Chris Bledsoe, that, that's how... Um, that idea came about that she was the goddess. That the things that she said and taught mattered. Okay, and they were part of this new salvation thing. And a lot of people are falling into that. Um, talk to our good friend, um, um, yeah, our, our really good friend, um, our good. Good, 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 good friend. Lord Rock. Yeah. Talk to Lord Rock about whether or not the female deity, I think it's, um, I don't think it's Shiva. I think it's Shakti. Yeah, it's Shakti. And see what role Shakti plays in the... Um, basically the idea of salvation and whether or not you get to well they don't I don't know they don't believe you go to heaven right away they believe that you go to a place and you're transferred over to becoming an, a, a goat or a lamb or something like that just living out in the street that's your that's your salvation uh, right there and that's why they don't kill them they don't kill them they, they don't slaughter them they, that's that could be your that could be your great uncle. He's a god. Okay, and you don't want the, you don't want that on your conscience, do you? Well, no, 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 no. All right. So anyway, uh, Bledsoe sees this woman, and she tells him that she's the one who's running the show on all the UFO stuff. She's not the only one who she has made an appearance to. Uh, as I've read other books, there are other accounts whereby even children have had this childish encounter with a quote-unquote child entity 
um, that was of the female nature. And all of a sudden now you have all these children that believe in this stuff, that they are the space brothers. They're there to, uh, to save us and take us to a new world and all that stuff. And uh, oh, anyway, um, I, could, I could rant on, on that for hours and hours and hours on end. But anyway, the Axis Mundi, let me put this picture up here. You see, it's the idea that the leaves, they're reaching up into heaven. The trunk of the tree and the roots, well, they reach down into the earth. And so what is a tree to do? If it's going to go to heaven or it's going to go to hell, what is a tree to do? Well, it basically dies, falls over and dies. Uh, and it's part of the reincarnation cycle. Oh, I got a neat video that I <coughs> borrowed <coughs> from uh, somebody's video production. Let me see if I can find it here. Let's see, that's Dropbox. No, that's not in the Dropbox. It's not there. It's there. It is here. That's where it would be. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, you're going to like this one. As soon as it downloads. It's a really cool uh, thing of reincarnation. Notice that sideways eight. Notice that. Okay. Now you have the Fibonacci swirl. Um, and apparently these people had a like a prescription thing. Whoever made this video, uh, if you hooked into their subscription thing, you could get whatever copy of the book or whatever that this these graphics came from. They were talking about the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And it was talking about reincarnation, which Crowley... There not only exists literature Believed in. based on these powerful and um, belief systems. This mountain here plays a part in that. That's why I mentioned earlier that Aleister Crowley was a mountaineer. And indeed, he learned to climb rocks. And um, in his book, here we have a book. Many different here we go. From Play it again, Sam. I just think that's cool looking. Many I'm gonna play it again. Religions from around the earth believe in the process of many different religions from around wow. believe in the process of reincarnation. Many different religions. It's the whole idea of reincarnation. And that sideways eight symbol. Uh, when you see that symbol, they say it is a symbol uh, for. Um, man's resurrection, so on and so on. There is a story from the, um, uh, the uh, Skinwalker Ranch. 
that uh, Robert Bigelow and uh, a couple other scientists and people had a had a top NASA scientist, and they had taken them out to um, the um, the ranch, the Skinwalker Ranch, to try to see if any of the uh, UFO phenomenon or any of the other paranormal phenomenon would take place. And they went into an area of the, of the ranch where there's two old, old houses. And uh, they're still standing there. And, um, but while they were in one of those houses, this top NASA scientist who uh, Robert Bigelow and others had brought there so that they could maybe catch some sort of uh, occult paranormal thing taking place while this NASA scientist is standing there and everybody's talking all of a sudden let me put it back up on the screen here this symbol appears Many different religions and what it's doing is this is called the cycle of life but it's, it's not just the cycle of life like old men die, but they've passed their genes down to a younger generation, and a younger generation uh, uh, rises up, and they uh, play their part. They produce people, and they've contributed to uh, the world's population, and then they die, but they're going to get to come back, you know, if they lived a good life. It's works. It's what it is. Um, but that's the idea behind um, reincarnation is that if you do enough good works and learn how to meditate properly, why then, you know, you're going to be a good person coming back in the next life. And the idea of it um, in motion this person that's coming out of that could very well be the same person that went into that cycle of life and death. Man, oh man. So, you know, I, t to me, it's just a, it's a messed up religion. And I feel bad for anybody who believes in it, who, have, who has fallen into that. I feel, I feel sorry for you. And you're, you prob that probably made you mad. I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. Well, I had a guy say that at MUFON a couple years ago. He used to be a, a Baptist minister and until he learned the truth. And I said, what truth was that? And he commenced to talking about how there were ghost chasers there at MUFON, and they were only interested in um, uh, money or things like that. And um, there, so there was just a bunch of naysayers at MUFON who maybe at one time had a Christian background, but because of their UFO experience or their paranormal experience, that kind of just 
took the wind completely out of their sails. And it left them wandering. And uh, unfortunately, lots have left and changed over to the other side. All right, Aleister Crowley. Um, there is a, another picture of him that I wanted you to see that uh, I think tells... How do you spell his name? Aleister Crowley. Um, there's one picture of him amongst hundreds of pictures. I mean, this guy was wicked. He was very, very wicked. Um, ah, here it is. I'll put that up on the screen for you. Right here, Aleister Crowley. And it's like one of those magazine cutout pieces of art or whatever. Somebody cut out a picture of him from a book or something like that. And they glued it onto paper and someone took a photograph of it. And that was, that was their artwork. Um, but he shows up here. On the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, very, very, um, I'm going to say very powerful music on this thing. And I have not listened to the whole album. But apparently some very powerful music. Because Don McLean used this album in the imagery that he was trying to paint in the song American Pie. He kept talking about the, um, uh, let's see here, the, the marching band. Because the Beatles are all dressed up as marching bands. The marching band came out on the field or something like that. And there's several references to this particular album put in there by Don McLean. Now, I don't know if Don McLean was uh, of the notion that Crowley was on this album cover. I don't know if he was or not. But there sure is a lot of references Um to the uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album by the, the Beatheads, all right? Um, so the Beatles put him on here to show these are the people that, according to the Beatles, had an influence in their belief system in their life, in their lifestyle. And it's you already have um, Ringo's, you know, Paul, let's see, not Paul, but George Harrison's dead. John Lennon's dead. Uh, did Ringo die? 
I don't remember if Ringo died or not. Paul McCartney's still alive. But I'm, I'm assuming that pretty much all four of these guys are destined for the wrong place when they die. Um, now, uh, Aleister Crowley, this is from, again, Wikipedia. Founded the, he, was, he founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity. He doesn't just want to reach out to a few people. He wants to guide humanity itself, which is a lot of guidance. It's a lot of people. Um, he was a poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. He founded the religion of Thelema, identifying himself as a prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the Aeon of Horus in the early 20th century. A prolific writer, he published widely over the course of his life. Comes from a wealthy family in Warwickshire, England. Uh, his, his parents were Christian. Imagine that. Another, another hater of Jesus Christ who was born into a family who at one time, or maybe still did, serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that something? Um, he rejected his parents' fundamentalist Christian Plymouth Brethren faith to pursue, to, uh, uh, to pursue a, an interest in Western esotericism. Esoteric means secret. Uh, it's like the uh, copy of uh, Morals and Dogma that I have. Where is it? But at the very beginning of it, it says esoteric book um, to, be, to be turned in upon the death of a Mason uh, along with any other books that he might have concerning Masonry. They don't want very much of that, of the contents of morals and dogma out there. They just don't want it out there. Uh, let's see here. He was he's the prophet entrusted with guiding humanity into the eon of Horus. Who was Horus? Horus was part of the Egyptian, what we call the Egyptian trinity. You have Horus, who is the sun. You have the sun, um, who is um, Osiris is the sun, Isis is the moon, and the idea is that Isis and, and Osiris join together, and the child that they have is Osiris, okay? Um, there's a lots of graphics on it, and I actually have them in a uh, PowerPoint that I'm working on, um, on my computer, 
but I'm not ready to release them yet. Born to wealthy family, you already read that. Um, they were Plymouth Brethren, um, which I'm not sure. I think the Plymouth Brethren were, were uh, five-point Calvinists. Um, but he had an interest, Crowley had an interest in Western esotericism. He was educated at Trinity College at the University of Cambridge, uh, where, uh, let's see, he, he was educated at Trinity College, already read that, where he focused his attentions on mountaineering and poetry. Now, I, I read that again. The reason why he's wanting and practicing mountaineering is that graphic that I showed you earlier. Let's see if I can back it up and, and see it here. Of the Axis Mundi. In parts, in some belief systems, it's a tree. In other belief systems, it's a mountain. The mountain joins heaven and earth. So whenever you have, uh, well, think, think of people, the high places that are mentioned in the Bible. There you have exactly what those high places were for. They, they joined what was up here with what was down here. It was joined together and under certain rituals. Uh, you have women who are, who are now going to give birth to some you know, divine being or, or so on. Um, and so the idea is that there is a, a mountain in Tibet... I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can't. Oh, you know what? I think this is it. I want you to take a look at this picture. This picture could pass for a nativity scene from an Indian perspective. Could it not? Be honest. In fact, it's a picture of, uh, I think this might be Brahma. This might be Shakti or some other feminine diva in Indian uh, mythology, and here you have the sacred child who's just been born. You have uh, the animals around, you have the leopard skin, so on and so on, and you have all of these people kings and whatnot, they're all down here in awe and admiration. You have the common people, the poor people, they're down here bowing. Uh, they are in obeisance to this child. You have, um, let's see here, Ganesha, the elephant god. Uh, you have, oh, what is it, the monkey 
the monkey god. Garuda, Garudu or something like that. The monkey god. He's paying homage. And there's not very many people, different types of people represented here. But it's enough to point out to say that these people are actually worshiping and adoring what's going to amount to be their Savior. Isn't that something? Now, how do I get out of this? I don't remember how to get out of it. Oh, maybe I do that. <laughs> That's what you do. All right, so anyway, back to, <clears throat> back to Mr. Crowley here. Um, Crowley wrote several books. Uh, the Book of the Law, which was a sacred text that served as the basis for Thelema. Uh, announcing the start of the Aeon of Horus. The Age of Horus. Remember, you had the, the Holy Trinity family there. You had, um, you had Brahma or, or um, Osiris. That was Egyptian, pretty much. Um, as the sun god... You had uh, Shiva, or, or not, not Shiva, but Shakti, and any other female deity um, as the goddess mother who brings life into the world. Do you understand that? She's giving birth and bringing life into the world and so on. And uh, then you have the child, which is Horus. And they're wanting to form... The um, what was it I said again? The Aeon of Horus rituals, and they want to introduce humanity into that, so that everybody would know that we're about to enter into a newage. It rhymes with sewage. Uh, let's see here, Book of the Law. After the unsuccessful. Kanchenjunga expedition and a visit to India and China, Crowley returned to Britain where he attracted attention as a prolific author of poetry, novels, and occult literature. In 1907, he and George Cecil Jones, because that's how you say it in Britain, Cecil, co-founded an esoteric, oh, get this one, an esoteric order called the A-A. Oh, I wish I had my buttons ready. The A-A. And each A is followed by three dots in a triangle. To me, that's interesting. Because there is a heavy presence, sightings of UFOs that are in a triangle mode, I guess it was, where you have a, a, a light here, a light here, and a light here, and a perfect triangle. They've, they've got a name for it, a TR-3B. Um, but apparently there has been a lot of, of lot of sightings 
uh, of this TR3B and for some reason that triangular uh, that triangular figure um, well let me tell you what I'll tell you what let me get into what I think that means okay in Genesis chapter 3 uh, actually we could go back uh, to the third day of creation. Uh, let's see here. The second day. And the third day, and God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called his seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, um, and the fruit. Let's see, yeah, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought them forth grass, the herb yielding seed after his kind. Uh, let's see here, and it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Now. Now we go to Genesis 3. We've established this number 3 with a tree that God planted. We know that God planted uh, three, uh, yeah, two trees in the midst of the garden. The tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you were to take a, just a wild guess, just, just out of the blue... Would you say that Mr. Crowley has more to do with the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Or would you say that, that he is represent? What did I just say? Anyway, let me move on. Um, in Genesis chapter 3. Oh, okay, it's Crowley. Which one, which one do you think he represents? Tree of knowledge, good and evil, or the, or the tree of life? Believe it or not, in many cases, like with Jewish Kabbalah, they will say that their Kabbalah system is based upon the tree of life. But when you actually start looking into it, it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It is, it is nowhere near the tree of life, Okay probably because it is absent of the word of God. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. And she should have shut up Right there, she should have went up, not saying no more, but she kept on going. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it. And she should have stopped there too. Neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. 
And the woman and the serpent said unto the woman. You know what the woman has just done? The woman, remember in typology world, women will represent um, types of either a good, true church or they will represent a type of a harlot church. And you should be able to tell uh, which is which. You should be able to. Listen to what is being said by that church. Listen to how the minister or the youth minister or somebody will say, we have got to be out doing this and we must be out doing this and our lives depend on it and, and you can really show your salvation by going out and doing this and by, by coming in on Saturday, not the evil Sunday. And, and you, you can really show your, your love for God by honoring Him on the Sabbath day. You can honor... It. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I, 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 and I've heard, I've heard preachers preach this. It don't take me much to figure out if somebody's born again or not. All I got to do is take a look at their clothes. And I tell you, if, they're, if that men are wearing them hippie pants and men are wearing them short shorts and men are going around and, and uh, you know, wearing cut-up blue jeans and all this stuff and women walking around in a pair of slacks and women not, uh, not having a proper dress on and a, and a woman's hair. And, uh, and, and they, they, they look at everything that can be external. Now, I am not against at all a woman looking as feminine as possible. I am not against men having, you never see me with long hair. Uh, my wife gave me a haircut the other day, and I'm going to have her give me one just before I leave for Kenya. Because I just don't like it. Does not nature itself teach me it's a shame for a man to have long hair? Yeah, it's a shame. Not a sin. It's a shame. When you make it, when you make wearing long hair a sin, that's where you've lost it right there. Um, the, these are just, these are just examples. What, you got yourself a TV? Well, I'll tell you what. There ain't nobody ever walked into the gates of pearl and walked streets of gold with a TV remote in their hand. I've heard preaching like that. Now, again, I get the idea that there are things that no Christian family should watch. None of them. 
And it doesn't just limit itself to, you know, the, the what was it? Did we have eight channels back in 1980? At, you know, at, at the most, ten channels in 1980. And so naturally, things were repeated. Things were wrong. We watched it the first time, then we watched it again. And so on. And now we have an explosion. We have hundreds, hundreds of stations to choose from. And um, there are things on there that should not be seen. Things on there that should not be viewed by people who say they're born again. Doesn't get any simpler than that. Uh, and if you find yourself... Um, watching things that you shouldn't watch or viewing things you shouldn't view or seeing things online that you shouldn't see. You need to get that under the blood. You need to, if you, if you know of somebody you can trust, seek them out and, and ask them to help you work through this. And, and God can help you. I promise you he can. Okay? But just to say... That because someone has a television that they're not going to heaven. That's not what God said. That's not what grace is, people. It's not. It has nothing to do with grace. I know about grace. I know just how unmerited God's faithfulness is to me. So, uh, let me just let me just say this: just as wrong as it is for Aleister Crowley and his religion to uh, demand out of its followers a certain respect for evil spirits. And making sure that um, you do and perform what these spirits are telling you to do. And obeying that. It could be said that it's the same way when you have an overbearing church or an overbearing pastor. And they're constantly, it's like they know no other. I had no, no intention on talking about this today. But it's like that they, they don't know of any other thing to preach about other than what everybody's wearing that day. Or what you watch on TV today. And it's almost like the preacher should be allowed to go in your house and sift through all your stuff and get to say to you, you've got this, you need to get rid of this, or I tell you what, I, I seriously doubt your salvation. I've, I've, I've heard preachers say that simply because somebody had a TV and it had such and such station on it. 
And again, there's things you shouldn't watch, things you shouldn't listen to. <laughs> one of them might be me one of these days. Oh, Mr. Crowley, how did I get off on that? But it basically is, it's, oh, let me, well, let me say this. Crowley got his start. He was contacted by a supernatural entity named Iwas, who provided him with, get this, here's Crowley's first book. You know what it's called? The Book of the Law. Um, let me guess. The Book of the Law was a sacred text that served as the basis for Thelema, announcing the start of the Aeon of Horus. Uh, the books declared that its followers said, or that, that its followers should, quote, do what thou wilt and seek to align thyself with their true will through the practice of ceremonial magic, unquote. Man, oh man. Um, okay, here we go. More about Aleister Crowley and evil spirits. Let me finish reading this in Genesis 3. The serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. That was, a, that was an absolute direct contradiction of God's word. God said, ye shall surely die. He said it in no uncertain terms. Ye shall surely die. Um, and the devil just lied to her. Eat this, go ahead and eat this fruit. You're not going to die. Don't worry about it. Hey, I got your back. I'll take care of anything, any disease that could come along. I'll take care of it. And she trusted in that. So then, for God doth know in the day thee ye hereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now that is right there, in my humble opinion, that right there is, or was, the drawing point that really... Um, really established in Eve's heart, you know what? I think I will. I think I'll think I'll take a bite is what I'll do. And so we know the story she did. And then she gave to her husband. He did eat. And we know the rest is history. Um, let's see here. Crowley gained widespread notoriety during his lifetime being a drug. Write this down. Write this down. Three things that made Crowley one of the most powerful magicians that there was. Now, this guy had real power. 
It, now, it came by way of spirits. But he had real power. Um, let's see here. Crowley gained widespread notoriety during his lifetime being a drug user. Number one. Folks, let me, let me say this. Let me, let me type some things in here. Do you think this word here, do you think that word is important to God, sober, or sobriety? For I say unto... For I say through the grace given unto me and to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Um, the next verse, 2 Corinthians 5.13, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is... To God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Let us therefore not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. That's exactly, look at this. For ye, uh, for ye are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Why? For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you think it matters to God that you're sober? Spiritually sober? Physically sober? Do you think that matters to God? I guarantee you it does. Um, a bishop. Now think of... Think of your pastor. Now, in some cases, it's not me, and that's fine. Even if it is me. It's a big responsibility. Heavy responsibility. That I not only maintain sobriety physically, but that I maintain it spiritually. Um, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth the good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, and of good behavior. Amen? Not, uh, he's given to hospitality. He's apt to teach. Not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler nor covetous. One that ruleth um, well his, uh, 
his own house having his children in subjection with all gravity. Uh, God says it's important to be sober. He says, uh, let's see here. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And this has everything to do with uh, biblical sobriety. Everything to do with it. So the three things. Number one, being a drug user. Get ready for this one. Number two, a bisexual. No, I didn't say bicyclist. Okay, you misheard me. A bisexual. Which means that Crowley might wake up one day and say, you know, I think I want me a man. And then maybe another day he'll say, eh, I think I want me a woman. And of course, there's probably some days he would say, I think I want both of them. Folks, that is perverted before God. It's wrong in the eyes of God. God doesn't allow for it. He won't put up with it. And it makes me wonder how many pastors. Um, the one I told you about at the beginning of, uh, I think it was last year, the pastor uh, and his wife, they had been married for a while, had a few kids. They had them a, uh, uh, one of these seeker-friendly praise and worship band, uh, churches. He always come to church with his shirt untucked. His pants were ripped open. You know, he was trying to look cool. And um, so anyway, that's just kind of how he was. No, I can't say that they used the King James, but I just never heard in anything that I listened to from him that it was King James. But anyway, unbeknownst to the church, him and his wife would get together with another man. Get together with another man and um, that's just it's just sickening. But apparently they were doing this on a regular basis. They would go to a hotel and um, 
being trying to be discreet about it, but the hotel clerk said, "Oh yeah, I, yeah, I know those people. They come in. They always stay down in eleven uh, B or whatever. You know, I'm just making that up." But then your sin will always find you out. The woman doesn't feel like the man really loves her. Oh, come on. Really? And uh, she tells the other man that's a party to this and, um, and says, now my husband's going to be gone on a mission trip. By the way, mission trips don't save you. Um, but anyway, my husband's going to be gone on a mission trip. And, um, so if you would, when he gets back, I'm going to leave the back door open. And, uh, I'd like for you to kill him. The, uh, pastor had a gun, had a pistol. And the killer used this pastor's own gun, shot him, I guess, multiple times in the side of the head, using a pillow to damp the noise. And um, left. The wife left the uh, back door open and unlocked so he could come in that way. It's awful. Okay? Who's calling? Anyway, um, and I, I've told this story enough, but basically all the truth comes out because the police start investigating. They start figuring out that uh, the wife put this man up to it. They were all in on it together. And the man, the, the the secondary man and the wife pulling all of this together to have this man killed. Now, the family's destroyed. The church destroyed. I pray for this church that they are able to get back on their feet. It's a it's a free will Baptist church in Oklahoma. I was attending a free will Baptist college in Oklahoma. I probably knew some people who had come from that church back in the 80s. And so if that's the case, absolutely I pray for them. Because I mean, you're talking about Aleister Crowleyism right here. Drug user, bisexual, and individualist social critic. Hey, that sounds like everybody on TikTok or uh, Facebook or you. Well, not YouTube. YouTube will uh, say, oh, no, you can't criticize anything. You can't say that or you can't say this or you can't show that or you can't show this. Or uh, yeah, we'll, we'll throw your channel out if you uh, they're, they're They're the, yeah. They're the ones who uh, censor everything. But that's who Crowley was. He remained a highly influential figure over Western esotericism 
and the counterculture of the 1960s and continues to be considered a prophet in Delima. He is the subject of various biographies and academic studies. And people, the man had so much control over not just the people of his day, but people for a hundred years past his day. I mean, what did he, what did he die in 1947? So we're basically just about 24 years away from it being a hundred years after his death. And our country and its people are more or less becoming the disciples of Crowley without even knowing it. They're becoming the disciples of a man who wasn't even born in this country. He was British by birth, educated in Great Britain, spoke British English ease, <laughs> and the influence that he had, not just, not just through the Beatles, although the Beatles basically brought his ideas over very subtly in some of their songs or just the way that they lived their life. And if, the devil takes one person and turns them into an able prophet. And that's what, that's what Aleister Crowley was. So much. There are songs written about him. It's featured in films. Featured in album covers. Songs. Things like that. Worshipped almost. And um, there is a connection between him and the entire UFO thing. You've seen me talk about this before. But I'll probably bring it up again on Thor's Day. There's even a, a mention here. I've got a I've got a note written down here. Um, there's a connection between him and NASA Apollo uh, 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, sixth man to walk on the moon. There's there's a connection between Crowley and Mitchell. Believe that one? Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you believe that one. Uh, let's see here. I need some happy music. There we go. Some happy, 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 happy music. I like it. By the way, I am working on my own music for the ending of the Watchmen broadcast. YouTube. I had this music that I bought legally from uh, Audio Jungle, got the license for it and everything, and YouTube started, uh, they didn't censor it, they didn't take it out, they just run ads 
uh, during my videos, I think, and then they pay uh, some copyright holder royalties for this music. But I paid for the license to use the music. He shouldn't be getting it, but sure, sure as the world, every time I use it, YouTube flags it and says, we're going to have to send this guy some more money. So then I get some different music. The latest music at the end of the Watchmen broadcast. And what does YouTube do? Lo and behold, they start hitting me with violating copyrights because I'm using music that I didn't pay for and uh, I, I didn't have any rights to use it. And so every time it's played, they're going to give a royalty to whoever, whatever company or whatever that they say owns this. But I sent them on three different occasions a copy of the license of wh who I bought it from, when I bought it, and so on and so on. And they still throwing a fit. So I'm going to try to write my own music that will be the... Um, music at the end of the Watchmen broadcast. And to my knowledge, this doesn't violate anybody's anybody's uh, copyright. It'll be mine and all mine. Hey, I love you. Remember now, uh, January 10th, we're going to Kenya. Uh, I will be going there with two other men from our church. Uh, this is the first time, really, that somebody has wanted to go who is just a member of our church. And we said, oh, yeah, absolutely, let's go. And so we're all looking forward to it. I want you to pray for us while we're there. And um, we're going to be doing a feeding, naturally, while we're there. So pray for us concerning that feeding. And um, if you would like to be a part of that feeding, uh, well, then you know what to do. You can go to any one of our websites and just click on this little button and uh, it'll take you to our PayPal page or whatever. And you can, you know, take care of it from there. But the Lord bless you for the way that you have poured out your love uh, to the people of Kenya already. And uh, I look forward to being I'm going to try now. I'm going to try to at least send something out daily while I'm in Kenya. I'm going to try. Okay? So you pray for me that I, that I can do that. All right? I love you. You're the reason why we do what we do. I hope you have a wonderful new year. This is Pastor Mike. Tink Bible. <laughs>